cultivating your relationship with Holy Spirit. Cultivating your relationship with Holy Spirit. Oh, he thought you knew. If anyone have known of Catherine Kluman, she's one of the well-known, or was one of the well-known healing, had well-known healing ministry in the 40s through the 70s. Mm-hmm. And she once said this, there are literally thousands and thousands in the great charismatic movement who have never become acquainted with the person of the Holy Spirit, only with his gifts. Mm. Go ahead and say that. I'll say it again. There are literally thousands and thousands in the great charismatic movement who have never become acquainted with the Holy Spirit, but only with his gifts. Only with signs and wonders and miracles. My question to you is that are you included in the thousands and thousands of people or are you one of the few? Are you one of the few who's not moved by the thrill of Holy Spirit? See, there are people who come to church or want to be in relationship with Holy Spirit simply because of the signs and wonders, the works of Holy Spirit, his gifts. But they don't want to live holy. They want Holy Spirit, but they don't want Holy Spirit. They want the thrill of Holy Spirit. That's so true. They want the feeling of Holy Spirit. And there's no feeling when it comes to Holy Spirit. It's a knowing. He said you want the thrill because you want a little of the world and a little of Holy Spirit. You want to take two paths to go the same way. And there's no way that you can have a little of the world and a little of heaven and please God. Nope. He said you desire to have a relationship with the world and desire to have a relationship with me but only the thrill and what you can get from me. Not a holy life. He said, you want Holy Spirit, but you don't want Holy Spirit. That's good. You want spirit, but not holy. You want the thrill of Holy Spirit, but you don't want to live holy. He said, you don't want the holiness of me. But you want my spirit. And you can't have me and don't have holiness. Mm. Because that's who I am. That's good. So acquainted, what does that mean, the word acquainted? He said you're not, acquainted means to know well. It means to recognize, aware, clearly understand, consider, experience, a familiar friend. Have relation, intimate friends. He said, you're not an acquaintance of mine. 
You don't know me well. Holy Spirit says, you don't know me well. You're not aware of me. He said, you don't understand me clearly. You don't consider me when I'm in your presence. You don't really experience me. You're not familiar with me as a friend. Holy Spirit says, I'm a close, intimate friend for those who draw nigh to me. He said, there's no real relationship with me because you're not acquainted with me. He said, you're more acquainted with the world and the things of the world, the many things of the world and, and your, the, your friends and the, how you like to socialize. He said, that's why you even come to church to socialize. It's not because of the relationship with Holy Spirit. Because there is a working of Holy Spirit. When you, you first give your life to Christ, you say Romans 10, 9, and the Holy Spirit comes in your heart, crying, Abba, Father, introducing you to himself. He causes your heart to say, Abba, Father. See, but that's not now the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because when that dispensational experience happened, what is happening then is establishing that you are a son of God. Romans 10, 9 established that you are a son of God. It established a relationship of your new birth. But then it has to be Acts 1 and 8. Now power to live out this life. To be upon you. Holy Spirit says you want the power, but you don't want, again, the holiness. You want to play the music. You want to sing the songs. You, you want to be in the experience of worship, but you don't want to live holy. He said, you, you read my word, but you don't want to do my word. Mm-hmm. Mm. You want the experience of the social light and entertainment of church. But you don't want to live holy. He said, you don't want my holiness of my spirit. In Genesis 2.15, the word of God says that Adam and God took the person, Adam, and placed him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and care for it. To cultivate and care for the garden. And, and also, this is in a sense, the wife. To cultivate, to care. It could be a person or a place or a thing. In this case, it was the garden. And what is cultivate? Cultivate is to tend to, is to dress, is to protect, is to guard, is to preserve, is to be faithful to. He said, cultivate your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because 
He is the person that's here now, not the son, not the father. But Holy Spirit, it says that I'm the one that's now called alongside of you. Jesus says, now when I go, I won't leave you comfortless. I will leave my spirit. And with that being said, he says, now you have to cultivate your relationship. Just like you would in a marriage. Just like you would in friendship. Just like you would in your family. He said, cultivate your relationship with Holy Spirit. And because we have, majority of us have not, you're not acquainted with him. You don't know him. You don't know when he's present. You don't know when his spirit has lifted up. Have we been tending to our relationship with Holy Spirit? Have we been keeping our relationship with Holy Spirit? Have we been guarding and preserving? Have we been faithful to Holy Spirit? Have we served him? It means to maintain. Have you maintained your relationship with Holy Spirit? He said it also means to put through a finishing process. Have you fostered the growth of your relationship with Holy Spirit? Have you preserved the beauty of your relationship? Also, you have to work at your relationship. He said this is by labor. You co-labor together. Work your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Cultivate it. Keep it. Foundation scripture, uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Very short scripture. When I read it, I wasn't sure that I had read it before. How many people have read the scripture? Amy, yes? Okay. Mm -hmm. Al said maybe. Adam, okay. When you read it, were you really sure what you were reading? Did it stick out to you? <laughs> is, it a, a is it a familiar scripture? It's the one that's really kind of talked about. Because you know we have some, I guess I would say, um, most famous scriptures that are talked about. But I didn't find that this was one of those. I knew I read it, but I couldn't remember it actually giving birth to the scripture. I couldn't remember the scripture coming alive for me. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Mm. This is a prayer that Paul is praying for the people of God. He said, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what is he saying there? Let's break it up. Let's break up the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit, those three. He's trying to tell you three things. 
He says, may you have a revelation of the grace of Jesus. May you understand what he underwent for you. May you understand the incarnation, his suffering. He said, this is what I'm praying, that you may understand this. All that he went through and also death in your place. An interest in which, though they always have, yet they have not always had an abiding sense of. May you always have an embodying sense of what he did for you. Mm-hmm. May you always have an abiding sense, abiding, always with you, a sense of what he has done for you. How many times have we forgotten what God has done for us when we come into his presence? We have to be reminded. See, this is why we have to go through the roles of Christ. It's all his titles. And then you're like, oh, yes, he is great. He is protector. He is provider. He's lovely. He's pure. All these things, right? Because there's not a residing, abiding of what he did for you. This is what Paul was praying when he says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. He said, and this is what we have to do. We we have to ensure that this is what's going on. Love of God. The love of God is talking about the Father. Meaning the love of God to his people. He wants you to know his love that he has for you. He said, this is from eternity to eternity. He said, this is from everlasting. My love is from everlasting to everlasting. It's sovereign in his way. He says it's unchangeable. He said, this kind of love abides forever and is the source that springs up all blessings towards you, both grace and glory. He said, I want you to know this kind of love that I have for you. He says, it's everlasting to everlasting. Even when you don't obey me, my love is flowing towards you for everlasting to everlasting. This is why I say my my blessed Savior. He talks about the communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. See, now Paul had to know about that. He's praying that you would have a communion with Holy Spirit. He said, I want you to be unified with Holy Spirit. I, I want you to be close in association. He said there should be a close bond. There should be a partnership, you and Holy Spirit. He said I want you to experience and share the intimate bond, the closeness, the unity. He said, and I want you to keep in step with him. Mm. See, this is what happens in our life. When we go through things, we... We are out of step with God. But Paul said, I want you to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. He said, be led by the Holy Spirit. That means keep in step and fellowship with him. Keep in communion with Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.25, keep in step with him. If you live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. He said, if you're saying that you have my Spirit... He said, then your life should show it. Mm-hmm. He said, if by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward walking in line and conduct 
in behavior. He says, let us go forward walking in line parallel with the word of God. See, this is about the, the holy of the spirit that we don't want. He said, you want the thrills of my spirit. He said, but you don't want my holiness of the walk. I love what Job said. He said, it is the spirit of God that made me. Until you have an intimate relationship with Holy Spirit, you can't taste and see how good the word of God is. When I read this, Cindy, Job said, it is the spirit of God that made me. See, you're still thinking that you were made by your parents. Job is saying that I know that this new me, this, this new being that I am, he said, the spirit of God, Holy Spirit, made me. And the breath of God gave me life. <laughs> I just, I love him. I love him. He said, he made me. Holy Spirit made you, Whitney. He said, and the breath of God gave you life. See, and if we, this was a reality to us, mm-hmm. you couldn't stop us from worshiping. Because you're not going to think that you're breathing on your own. You know that the breath of God is what's giving you life. It's not you doing it at all. Communion with the Holy Spirit. He says, not only does the breath of God give me life, he said, but it inspires me. <laughs> I know that. See, the, the Holy Spirit encourages you. You sure will. See, when you see things with the natural eye, he calls you to see things in the word of God, in reality, to encourage you that everything has already worked out. He inspires you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Our support in Scripture, Amos 3.3, and it simply says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Can two, see, it's a rhetorical question. Obviously, they can't. (laughs) Can two walk together except they be agreed? And agreed means this, except they be appointed. (laughs) See, this is why God says, what I've put together, he said, let no man put his son. He says, because I have appointed this marriage. He said, except they be agreed. (laughs) How can two live, thrive together? How can they go the same way, having different thoughts, different route of what you're going to take, and a different destination? How can you go? On the same road, having a separate destination. How can two 
thrive, live together, <laughs> except they be appointed. Except they come together and reason and say, this is where we're going. <laughs> How can they? He said, it's impossible for them to live together. Hmm. Because this has not been appointed. You have not decided. It's one thing to say, okay, I'm waking up in the morning. Okay, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going jogging. And the other person said, okay, where are we going? We're going jogging. No, I'm going to sleep. How can we get to the destination if you're going to sleep and I'm going jogging? You have to decide. First of all, come up here. Minister, and I have to first decide that I want to be with you. And you have to decide you want to be with me. That's good. Right there. See, how can two be together except they desire to be together? He said, how can you and I be one, Holy Spirit saying, except you desire to be with me? How can you be led by my spirit except you desire to be one with me? He said, except it be appointed. We agree that this is what we want to do. We want to be together. Excellent. He said, then what happens? I'm going to need you back up. Minister, he said, what happens that when, when two people decide that they want to be together, they're supported by God? See, then it's a comfortable life. It's a comfortable life. See, they're comfortable in their walk and how they live and how they're striving. But when I decide that I, I don't desire to walk with you, see, it's uncomfortable because ministers go. going that way, teachers go. going that way. We, mm -hmm. See, it's not a comfortable walk. It's a fight. It's a struggle. Because we have not decided to be appointed to be together as one. Word as one can two walk together except they be agreed, except they be one appointed, a decision that is made. See, there is an appointment that happens that when you come together, and at this appointment, it's for the very reason to say that we're going to walk together. You schedule an appointment, a time to meet. To decide that we are one. This Amen. meeting is all about the oneness. That's right. Mm. You're seeing me. You're seeing the Father. Wow. We are to stay in oneness with God through something really simple. Praying and meditation. Amen. He said this is where your whole walk lies. In prayer and meditation. See, when you walk with God, he grants you grace. He manifests his love and also his favor. This is why marriage is honorable. And you receive favor from God. Amen. As you obtain. Amen. He begins to talk with you on your way of walking. He, he actually discloses secrets to you. Because you're intimate with him from his heart. 
he also develops a, when he even comes into your life, he develops a nearness. So if anyone who's saved actually say that I feel alone, I would have to argue whether you're baptized in the Holy Spirit because he said, I'm always near. You forgot. See, he comes in and he brings and he births inside of you a nearness. You're always aware that he is near. See, this is why you never fret and you're never uh, afraid of anything because you know that Holy Spirit is always near. He's placing you a, a sensitivity that he's near. Yes, Pastor. So in that relationship, there's communication. Yes, it is. So you have to know. I mean, this is when it comes to the genuine baptism mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Because, I mean, he's so close to you. He says, one called alongside of you, the paracletes. So, I mean, how can me and you just be in this relationship and we never, you know, hear the direction or that you're not alone. You know, in this marriage, you're never alone. That's right. You know, in this marriage, you always are married. Yes. yes. You know, we are one. Mm -hmm. You know, you are ish and I, okay. And you said something excellent, Pastor. I always up. know that I'm in this marriage with you. Always know that. But there is the oneness is what makes yeah. me aware. That's right. The oneness. On both. On both. The, the oneness, see, that validates what we, we, were, we were teaching is that the oneness that I have with you mm -hmm. causes me to always know that you love me and I'm married. See, it causes you to conduct yourself in a certain way. You're not single. <laughs> You're married. It causes you to behave in a certain way. Holy Spirit, the oneness with him. So how do you cultivate your relationship with the Holy Spirit? First of all, you have to be willing to forsake all to get all. You have to be willing to forsake all, in lowercase, to get all, all caps. Mm -hmm. There has to be a final surrender. You have to be changed. You have to be changed all the way. Not just a small part of your life. You have to be changed all the way. Amen. See, Holy Spirit got me. I'm just trying to watch someone not going in the car that shouldn't be. I think there's Darrell out there. Or somebody going outside. Okay. <laughs> Find a surrender. Change all the way, not just a little. So think about your life. Are you changed all the way or just a little? Has there been a final surrender? At all. When there's no true surrender, then you're not filled with the Spirit. See, that can't be a continued feeling of His Spirit because you have not surrendered all. Because you're satisfied again with a little of the world and a little, you know, of heaven. Trying to go again one way in two separate directions, which is impossible. Develop your intimacy with Holy Spirit. Those who live and in accordance with the Spirit, have the mindset on what the Spirit desires. So you have to develop your intimacy with God. That's Romans 8. You have to actually have a mindset on what the Holy Spirit desires. His desires, not yours. 
You have to be compatible with him. Ever heard that you have to be compatible with the Holy Spirit? Mm. Yeah, explain that. First of all, you must love him. He loved you. There you go. It's about having a love relationship with him. That's how you, have, you start your compatibility. One in which you don't want to do anything that would bring him hurt or displeasure. You should hate what he hates. Listen to me closely. You should hate what he hates and love what he loves. This makes you compatible to him. See, Pastor, this makes you become one with him. How can two walk together and I love what you hate <laughs> and I hate what you love? Yeah, uh-oh. I have to be compatible to Holy Spirit. Again, relationship. You have to be compatible to your spouse. I can't hate everything that you love and love everything that you hate. That's going to be a divided home. And the word said it will fall. You have to value his presence. You have to value the presence of God. When we so value his presence with us and the relationship that we have with him that we cannot bear for anything to come between us. See, you, you have to just, I can't wait to get into the presence of God. Do you have that kind of thirst and hunger? Because if you don't, then there's not a great desire for the presence of God. It's just a routine relationship. You You've been trained through tradition that this is what we're supposed to do, just come into the house of the Lord. This is why every time you come into the, the building, the place that's set apart for worship, that is strange again. Why do we come here? Oh, to lift holy hands. Oh, to bow. And his name is what? Oh, see, how you have to be reminded who he is, because you don't value the presence of God. You come in, and you don't bow. You come in, you don't reverence. You come in, you don't listen. You come in, and you do your own thing because you don't value the presence of God. He said, it needs to be the most important thing in your life. This is why David said, please don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Amen. He begged him. Obedience to the Spirit. This is how you cultivate. When you obey the leading and the, and the prompting of Holy Spirit, it makes you sensitive to him. A lot of us can't hear Holy Spirit because we're in disobedience. We don't obey him when he says it. So when he asks us to do certain things or not, and when you respond... You now are developing your spirit to be sensitive to Holy Spirit. And you can hear him clearly and you can see spiritually. And when you don't respond to him, your stubbornness puts you in a place to where at times you think you're hearing from God, but you're not hearing because 
a stubborn person is operating in a form of witchcraft. See, this is why it's important to clean up your life. We have to clean our lives up. So how do we have an intimate relationship? We talked about cultivating it. How do you have the intimate relationship? The spirit whom he has caused to dwell in us and yearns over us and yearns his spirit for us to welcome us with a jealous love, James says. He said the Holy Spirit yearns over us. Mm. It yearns over us to welcome us with a jealous love. Beautiful. How to have an intimate relationship. Learn all you can about him. I'm going to give you some practical things. One, learn all you can about him. His role, his purpose, his names, his likes, his dislikes. Do you know what he likes? You know what he dislikes? Study the Bible. <laughs> See, when you get in a relationship with a person, don't you take the time to learn a lot about them? You sure do. Spend a you lot want to of know time. them. Yep. You want to know who you get in a relationship with. I want, I want to know. So where you work, where you live, where your family, what do you, what do you like to do? What's your favorite food? We don't, see, we don't befriend. You don't befriend the Holy Spirit. He's just this force that do these works. It never caught him. And no courtship. Exactly, Pastor. There's no real courtship with Holy Spirit. That's right. Oh, God. So good. <laughs> Two, how do, you, how do you uniquely connect with Holy Spirit? Now, that's a good one, uniquely. Because you, you have your individual relationship with Holy Spirit, right? Yes. So how do you uniquely connect with Holy Spirit? Some people do it through music. Some people do it in prayer. Amen. It's your unique, your individual unique way of connecting with Holy Spirit. Some are in all different ways, but some people just have this main way. Some is dreams. Now, some is dreams. Some is visions. Yeah. Some is just when they read the word of God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some is multiple ways. <laughs> exactly. So what is your unique way of Connecting with the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know, you need to find out. But you're only going to receive that through meditation in the word and also Prayer. reading the word of God. Mm. Sometimes it's in a group setting like what we're in now. Amen. That's why this is important. Worship. Three, pay attention to him and cultivate your awareness of him. That's real good. It begins with the revelation of his nearness. You have to, that has to be revealed to you, his nearness. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is present in and with us. And so we believe it. He's present in and with us. He is a constant companion. Four, make a decision to go deeper and be available for him. Make a decision to go deeper. And then when you decide to go deeper, be available. Not I'm tired, I'm sleepy, 
I got some other event, something special going on. It's a wedding, it's a, you know, it's a bridal shower, or something, whatever. Be available for him. Turn your affections toward Holy Spirit. You have some affection for something or somebody. That special friend, he said, take those affections and turn them towards me. Take all of your affections and turn them towards me. Something about that friend that make you feel all good inside, he said, take that and turn towards me so that you can feel good inside about me. The, the message on Holy Spirit is, is not one of those exciting message. You know why? Because you're not acquainted with him. It's like, who is he? <laughs> it's like the um, learning the personage yeah. of the Holy Spirit. I mean, and this is, I'm listening, Mel. Can I just ask one thing here? Yes. Um, I want to go back to three when you talked about it begins with the revelation of his nearness. Amen, Pastor, yes. I mean, that is, that is a, I love it because Peter said, flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, right. but my Father, which is in heaven. That's that intimacy. Yes. And that prayer, that's really, it has to be revealed, that his nearness, mm. I mean, has to be revealed to you. It, it has to be a reality. It has to be the reality. Amen, Pastor. Not a, the reality. And I mean, from from sun up to sundown, even while you sleep, even when you're at your job, if are you always conscious that he's there? So if you are, you're gonna watch what you say. You're gonna watch how you behave. I mean, don't he, don't he do that? That's what he does. I mean, you got. I should be talking to people in here who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, the nearness. I mean, I just thought that was just so good. The revelation of that. And it, Pastor, it really is because this is the, the foundation of really what makes a reality yes. of your relationship with Holy Spirit. Yes. And I just want to ask you this question. It's rhetorical. I know the answer, but I have to ask <laughs> you. Is it often that you have to be reminded that God is God? Have to be reminded that who he is and what he does for you in your life, right? Yeah, Amy, Amy said, yeah. She said, I'll be the first one to say it. Okay, thank you, Amy. It's, and the thing about it is this, is that this is why this message is so important. If you don't get this message, because Holy Spirit is the person of the Godhead that's with you now, mm -hmm. that's teaching you, that's guiding you, that's leading you into all truth. See, this is why a lot of... Parts of our lives is still the same, and you're dealing with the same issues, and you're having the same thoughts, and you, you're having the, the same battles. You, see, your fight shouldn't be the same fight anymore because the fight yesterday, you should have won. There should be a new fight today. And it's all about our faith. It's not you fighting your thoughts. It's your, your faith in God. You're trusting in God, but you won't trust in him if you're not, if you're not acquainted with the Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit role is to get you acquainted with the Son mm -hmm. and That's also right. the Father. That's right. 
He is to introduce you to Excellent. and for you to be familiar with all the works that was done. This is why he said it should be residing and abiding in you, not only his love, but all of his works, his suffering, his incarnation, the fullness of, of all what God, he's done for you. The fullness of his Godhead is in you. Yep. Amen. But because you're not allowing the revelation of his nearness to be a part of your life, the reality of Holy Spirit being present and near you is not a reality. So that means that you're void of power. And the things that you think you want to try not to do, you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you're going to do it because the awareness of Holy Spirit's presence there and the power in your life, you're not sensitive to. What you're more sensitive to is your flesh. That's and your loud saying. thoughts Amen. that you're having. Your thoughts are, are more louder than anything else. It's more real than anything else. It's more visual than anything else. So what you are seeing and hearing is your flesh, which is, has a voice, and it gives you also imagery. So Holy Spirit, his role, you make it inactive because you're not taking the time to get acquainted with him. See, Didi, this is the thing that we have not, when it comes to, being in church that we have not really been trained to do or are just a foundation being laid that Holy Spirit is a person that's with you now. There shouldn't be the thought of I'm struggling. I, I can't make it. What's going to happen next? You know why? Because Holy Spirit brings about peace. That's right. See, we shouldn't be, you know, no one should be really heavily medicated and all these different things. It's because you're not aware of the peace. He said, I leave you my peace, not the peace of this world. He said, but my peace that surpasses your understanding, that whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, my peace will show you a finished and successful ending for your life. Mm. Excellent. He said, but you're not aware that I'm there, that I'm in you, and I'm on you, and I'm around you, and my love is yearning over you. Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ's life, and I'm going to end here. Mary was with child of the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit anointed Christ. Jesus' ministry began, and, and he was then full of the Holy Spirit. God gave him the Spirit without measure. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He cast out demons by the Spirit. The Spirit raised him from the dead. <laughs> See, Holy Spirit, even Jesus Christ had to be baptized by Holy Spirit. And then he said, if I don't leave, Jesus said, he Comfort. said, the comforter won't be able to come. And you need for him to come because something even better is going to happen for you. And what's going to happen for you is that he's going to reveal me to you. Mm, mm, mm. Because I've come to educate you about the Father. And when I leave, now he's going to educate you about me. Which will educate you about you, you. Amy. Amen. He's going to educate now you about your new birth. 
When he tell you about Jesus, he's telling you about you, Peaches, who you are in Christ. The power that you have, the successful life you're supposed to have because you now reside and abide in Jesus Christ. This was the same spirit that raised him from the dead. He said, this spirit now is in you and on you and yearning his love over you. He said, you're now the garden that he's hovering over. All right. He says, I'm beautifying you. I'm empowering you. Holy Spirit has a role, but you have a role too. And your role is to work with Holy Spirit. Your role is to obey the leading of Holy Spirit. Until you obey and respond to the word of God, your life will remain the same. And the people's lives that's dependent on you, they won't be able to get to Christ because they're in your spirit, Andrea. They're in your spirit. They're in your spirit. And God has appointed you to speak to only those people. So I really pray that the word of God, when it, it comes to cultivating the Holy Spirit in your life, that you've learned some practical things, is that until, until I recognize and receive the revelation of the nearness of Holy Spirit, I can't walk and live and thrive with him. You'll be opposing him. Amen. So you'll begin to grow. See, your growth is dependent upon your relationship with Holy Spirit. Mm. Your growth is dependent upon your relationship with Holy Spirit. You shouldn't be fretting anything. He said, feel, feel no evil what man can do to you. He said, except the one that can destroy the body and the soul. And that's only our creator that can do that. So why do we fret? Why do we fret? He tells and for him to tell us not to fret, that means that's what we're doing. And for what, and because we don't trust in him, because the role of Holy Spirit is not active in our lives. So he's asking today that you clean up your life, clean up your thought pattern. He said, clean up your conduct and behavior. See, doubt. Unbelief is sin. It's not about, oh, it's some dirty sin. It's simply that you're not believing me. You're not trusting me. You're not loving me. You're not one with me. Holy Spirit desires a unity, a oneness. Amen. How can two walk together except it be agreed, appointed, desiring to walk with one. Amen? Be blessed. Amen. Glory to God.